1: report nwr newscast for saturday june 18 2011 this is the 57th episode of the newscast can you believe it damn Uh, maybe the 58th technically but i didn't count the uh e3 homecast in the numbering scheme because i wasn't there and that's what (laughs) counts um with me this week we have uh zachary miller yeah (laughs) mr zachary miller welcome to the podcast sir i'm not dead Well, good. You're back on an actual newscast post-surgery. It's been like a month and a half or something. It's crazy. Subbing in for uh, both Neil and Nathan, who are not here this evening. Neil may be joining us a little bit later. He's running late because his internet is not working. Uh, Welcome, Mr. J.P. Corbin, to the podcast.
2: How you doing, everybody?
1: Doing well. J.P. is a staff writer on Tender World Report, as you may be well aware and uh we're gonna we're, we're gonna try to bring some new voices from time to time onto the podcast we thought we'd start here with uh with jp so yeah nathan is unable to join us he's uh we're kind of working out some kinks in our recording schedule to see how we can maybe bring him on uh because his his work life is taking over his video game uh discussion life but with that uh you know we've we've we just got through e3 last week and we've done a lot of not not we, because I haven't been on a podcast yet, but the, the NWR crew has done a ton of content for E3, including hands-on impressions and blog posts and, and whatnot, covering they, they the They friggin' covering the killed news. it, man. Yeah, I mean, wow. And JP, I noticed you had a big hand in that
2: home team. So that's, that's, it gives me a whole new perspective on this. That's a, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes.
1: It, it's it's a lot of work to get all the assets up and all the previews written and the game profiles created. It's, it's it's a lot of work to get all that done, considering how much, how much gets announced in the span of like two days. So I never,
2: uh, I didn't truly understand what's involved in Nintendo World Report until I'm. Spending E3 uploading screenshots for games nobody cares about. <laughs> I uh,
1: I mean, I think the home team really killed it this year, and I, I can say that without beating my own chest because I was more or less unable to participate. I had too much yeah, too. going on last week, so on from from, from me on behalf of of everyone else in NWR, nice job guys. We really yeah. we really did good on this one. I think uh, this is probably the best E3 that I've been a part of with the site, which I think is a grand total of two. We don't even uh, get paid. No, we don't. We uh. <laughs> Check out our hands-on impressions of Frogger Extreme. Um, anyway, I swear anyway. it's more than two sentences. Oh boy, let's not let's let's not get too far into that. <laughs> anyway, on uh, this week we're gonna go a little bit over some of the stuff that was announced at E3, only because um, myself and JP haven't had a chance to really uh, vent on a podcast about all the fun, the fun new things we learned but we're not going to spend too much time talking about that because at this point there's been like 17 podcasts about the three <laughs> announcements. So we'll make that a small part of the show. We're going to move on to that and talk a little bit about the eShop update. Um, and what we think about the content and the design of the store and what we think about how, how they've launched their new online infrastructure for the three DS. I think it's actually pretty exciting. And then from there, we'll go on to what you've been reviewing, which may be awfully short if Neil's internet is not working by then. <laughs> um, but let's start with uh let's start with E3. So, um of course, I'll we'll get to Wii U in a little bit because that's sort of the big dog, but let's start with the with, with the 3DS games because that's where they started as well. Um they announced, I think like didn't really announce, but they they showed basically five big um 3DS games that are all I believe meant to be coming within the next year, which is of course Mario Kart uh Kid Icarus, Luigi Mansion 2, um Resident Evil Revelations and and Super Mario uh 3DS. So, I'm kinda of curious,
2: um, which of those games struck your fancy? Super Mario. No you, question. You think? I mean I'm always a Mario fan. I love all the games with a couple exceptions, including one very huge exception that people get mad about. But Come it's E.A.D. Tokyo. Is
1: it? is it Sunshine? I
2: hate Super Mario World.
1: Oh. oh, you know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold that against you. I've been replaying that as part of my backloggery project. And uh, it's it's not it's not quite awesome. So. I've
2: tried it. I've played through it twice. i played through it all the way on the Game Boy Advance and all the way on the Virtual Console, and it's just... I can't get into it. I don't know why.
1: I think it's by far... like It's not nearly as good as Mario 3, and probably... No. probably Mario uh, 3
2: is my favorite game ever, yeah. which is one of the reasons I'm really excited about Super Mario 3DS. <laughs> yeah, it
1: yeah, Mario... does
3: look sexy. 3DS
1: Super Mario game looks a lot like a 3D interpretation of the game... Game design style of Super Mario 3, both from the Tanuki Sue and just sort of like the way it's designed. It kind of like it kind of seems like a more strictly a 3D interpretation of the 2D Mario games, which is kind of neat. I didn't get a chance to look at too much video on this. I know there was a little bit of concern about the way the camera controlled. Um, I thought from the video they showed during the press conference, it seemed awfully zoomed in. Um, yeah,
2: I've seen a lot of people complaining about that.
1: And it also seems a little slow, but it's kind of hard to tell, really, because I don't know. I mean, yeah,
2: from from that kind of a press conference video. Yeah,
1: it's really hard to say for sure. I'd kind of need to get my hands on it. I watched a little bit of video of um, a stage where they were running around on some green platforms that were sort of unfolding as they yeah. as they crossed them, and that looked that looked vintage Mario 64 or like maybe maybe the. Um, water gun free parts of sunshine which were really excellent of course yeah they were
2: so, yes i love excellent. sunshine
1: for best the part of the
3: game uh, yeah
2: i'll agree with that i would say those are the best part man. I mean, sunshine's good but that those are great I,
1: one of the things i really like about sunshine not to get too off topic here aside from the the water gun free areas was like i don't know i i felt a a, a very strong sense of um of atmosphere like i i first played that game on a really really stormy day like where it was one of those days where it looks like it's night out at three in the afternoon because of the heavy heavy cloud cover and i like i just launched into that first like beach level i just i literally just kind of like felt intense joy at playing a beach level on on that kind of a stormy day and like that that feeling has stuck with me ever since i really i really like sunshine but anyway um yeah, Super Mario did look did look really good. Um, Mario Kart looks kind of cool. Like I know we've had our we've had our, had our had our a number of conversations here on the newscast lately about how kind of maybe tired we are of the Mario Kart series. Um, and I I did a lot of the bitching myself. I think Nathan and I kind of bitched a fair equally amount about the Mario Kart series. But I'll tell you what, I read Neil's preview of the 3DS version. And I got the itch. <laughs> I played about three hours of Mario Kart Wii last weekend. As a result,
2: this this does seem like it's the biggest change, shake up to the formula since Double Dash. I mean, it seems like they're actually changing a few things. Letting you customize your on.
1: kart is is sort of a pretty big. That's change.
2: that's great. Yeah. You know, the flying mechanics and the underwater mechanics. I mean, a lot of people have said that reminds them of Diddy Kong Racing, and I can see that. For sure.
1: Uh, Zach, you're struggling over here. What what are you thinking?
3: Look, I mean, look. You can if if they're talking about cart customization, if the cart cust, if the if when you change your cart's parts, uh, boy, that sounded weird. When you change your cart's parts, if they all have a rating, you know, like a five star rating for this body, two star rating for these wheels, eventually everyone's just going to go with the best fit, right? Well, so, I trust Nintendo
2: to make it not. Nothing's going to be too hugely objectively better. I think certain things will be better in certain ways. Well, the Mario Kart carts have always been sort of a
1: sliding scale between fast but slow acceleration and yeah. slow but fast
3: acceleration. Yeah, so,
2: and I see this being more of an extension of that. It's and, not going to be like, oh, this is so
3: much better than this. The underwater one. stuff looks a little forced. Uh, the, it, it just looks... I mean, this is going to sound hypocritical because I was bitching about how samey Mario Kart's gotten too. But this looks like they're changing things just to change them. You know what I mean? Let's put a glider on the back of the cart so that when you go off a jump, you glide. Oh, fantastic. That'll change the whole game. Let's go underwater like in Diddy Kong Racing. Okay. (laughs) Why not just make better courses, make different courses, and change the items around? We don't want blue shells anymore.
2: Courses have never been the problem. I would I say think so Mario either. Kart DS and Mario Kart Wii had excellent course I would,
3: designs. I would totally agree. I think my, my, I th- my problem with the courses in every Mario Kart since uh, the uh, Game Boy Advance one, which is excellent, by the way, is that half the tracks are new, half the tracks we've all played before.
2: Yes, but you have the same amount of new tracks as you always had. The, the, the old uh. ones are in addition to the new ones. That's true, yes. Zach. Yeah. You're not you're
1: not you're not like losing half of your new tracks to, to retro to retro tracks. I, I, I'd yeah, love to see
2: maybe. more new tracks. Don't get me wrong, but we're getting the same
3: amount of new tracks
2: we've gotten since you know Mario Kart 64. It, it yeah. also
3: didn't. And maybe I'm just bitching now. It didn't look great. I thought it looked fine. It looked like I Mario Kart. It, okay, it's Mario Kart. How could you need it to look? I mean, Double Dash. Double Dash. In my opinion, looks better than Mario Kart Wii. I'd agree with that. Double dash does look really good. So I don't know why we can't get that level of, of detail in this 3DS game. I also wouldn't put too much,
1: too much stock in, you know, a little bit of gameplay footage. That's, Probably. When is this coming out? Is it holiday this year, or is they it next say. year? Most
2: likely, it's this year. I, I
1: think the, year? they have
2: time to to polish it up a little bit. And I'll tell you what. I would imagine Mario would be holidays. So this will probably be a little early. Did
1: you guys have a chance to download the trailer from the e shop yeah, and watch I it? I didn't download any shit, of those man. trailers. That, that, that the was trailer, cool. yeah, watching that trailer in three D is pretty cool. I gotta say, like. We've we've seen these these gameplay you know little little video tidbits for 3ds for a while now, but actually being able to watch the trailers in 3d got me pretty excited for games that I was yeah. before I was pretty eh on. I think one of the things I'd like to see them do in Mario Kart actually um, more than changing up the core gameplay. Is change up the the way you progress through the game because it's that's been the same for a yeah. really long time. You got your fifty cc, hundred cc, hundred and fifty cc and you get points for placing in each race, and you try to get a gold. Like and, and then you get
3: the mirror courses.
1: Like maybe include that, but there's got to be a better way to do a to do a racing game campaign than that, right?
3: I mean, well, they should. When so you I crash mean, your cart, you should have to get out and start running around. <laughs> that's <laughs> what Mario Kart needs is quick time events.
2: I think if they flesh it out the idea that they had of the mission mode could yes. really be something interesting. You're sure. Right.
0: But are, they need they need to, the they need to do more than what they DS. did.
2: I'm thinking
1: like something like Burnout which really expanded on what you do in a racing game by having all these different modes like the crash mode and I don't want a crash mode in Mario Kart, but there's there's ways of of taking a racing game and making it less about winning a race. Yeah. And, the mission mode is a good start towards that, but I also thought a lot of those missions were just kind of not that fun. Like Yeah,
2: I agree with that. I They need, they need to modify it and tweak it so it works better, but I think that's a good place to start. Absolutely, I agree. Um, what did you guys think of, of um, Luigi's Mansion?
3: You know, I've never played Luigi's Mansion. See, I haven't really it's either. It's been a long time since
2: I played. I, I got it with my GameCube when I got my GameCube. Um uh, it was ever a favorite of mine. I liked it. I liked it well enough. I'll probably end up buying this, but I don't know. I don't have any real nostalgia for this series. And I think the, I think
1: the one reason I'm excited about Luigi's Mansion, um, Is considering... it wasn't announced yet? It's well, something they actually <laughs> announced that was new? That's a really good point. Like, There's a really strong feeling of being underwhelmed with this press conference, and that's a big part of why, is that it was 99% known content for 3DS. Yeah, Uh, I was
3: so disappointed with their 3DS announcements. I was like, oh, we knew about Star Fox, knew about Metal Gear, knew about Ocarina of Time. God, Star Fox looks really cool in 3D. Eh,
1: What? Star Fox looks so cool in 3D. It actually
3: does. It looks like Ah. they changed it up, like they changed the graphics like in Ocarina Every single Star time Fox I
1: 64. every single time I watch a 3ds trailer, I curse that those games cost forty dollars because I can't do it for forty dollars. It's crazy to pay forty dollars for a for a ten year old sixty four game. It's
3: crazy to pay forty dollars for Star Fox or a. It's crazy. I'm gonna do it, but yeah. it's still crazy.
1: <laughs> I think like the main reason I'm excited about Luigi's Mansion is just that it like it's it's them being willing to bring back a, like a less obvious franchise because they're they're so dependent on these same like 3 to 5 core franchises your Mario, Metroid, Zelda, Mario Kart and Animal Crossing I guess right now that's kind of where I would where I would lay their bread and butter. It's nice it's nice to see them go back to a lesser well <laughs> than the wells they've been hitting hard for the past 5 years. Were I mean, you uh,
3: were you disappointed by the no Pikmin? Um no. But there was a little... They mentioned it. You no, know, you know what I mean. They didn't show it. They didn't show anything. They didn't say Pikmin's coming to the 3DS.
1: I wasn't too disappointed with the lack of Pikmin for a couple of reasons. Um, one is that they actually did announce it. I mean, not seeing it during the press conference was pretty it was pretty depressing, but I was distracted during the press conference. I wasn't really able to pay attention to it while right, it was happening, right. so I wasn't that like upset about it or anything. And then by the time... Really by the time I was able to sort of redirect my energy to paying attention to what happened at E3 they had already announced it. So more or less I'm okay with it. I I hope it comes out towards the early part of the Wii U life cycle. I got the impression from the what he said to
2: indicate
0: it would. Yeah, yeah, he did
1: and that's very exciting. It does mean that I have to wait like another like 18 months or so probably for a for a Pikmin game which makes me sad but the main reason I'm not that sad about it is because I saw the Pikmin on the three DS, the, the transfer. DSi transfer screen, and my <laughs> eyes lit up like Christmas morning.
2: That <laughs> was a nice surprise. It was lovely.
1: So, yeah, not 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 too disappointed, but I I'm so ready for a new Pikmin game. It's been far too long.
0: I sold oh, my yes.
1: I sold my copy of Pikmin two to Grant a little bit ago, and now I'm starting to itch for it. But I may pull out my new Play Control version of Pikmin 1. I go. really wish they'd pulled out that new Play Control version of Pikmin 2. It seems silly that they haven't done it yet.
2: I haven't. I imported it from Europe.
1: Yeah, you uh, you have the means. I wish to play it, whereas at the moment I do not, which is a a special, fancy Wii with extra stuff but the on thing it. is, if they
2: released it in North America, I would buy it again. It's such a good game. Pikmin 2 is such it is, a good game. It is game. one of the best games I've ever played. It's
1: so fantastic. Do you like it better than the first one? Yes. You and I are in solidarity against the evil, evil zealots who think otherwise. It's fantastic. Yeah. Glory they're be both different. amazing. They really are. I mean,
3: they're, they're both fantastic, but I do prefer the second
2: one.
1: Do you guys have anything interesting to say about Kid Icarus or Resident Evil?
3: I didn't give a crap about Kid Icarus. Not one crap. I'm interested in both of them. I don't know that we really got too much new information on either one of them. Resident Evil looks incredible. (laughs) It does.
1: It It looks really good.
3: It Um, might be the best-looking game they showed. The thing about Revelations, though, that
2: bugs me is that this is the game we've wanted Capcom to make for the Wii since Resident Evil
3: 4 Wii Edition,
0: Yeah. and
2: we're not getting it until now, and it's on the 3DS where you don't have those
3: controls. Yeah. Well, but the controls look pretty awesome. I mean, honestly. They did a good job, and, and I'm, I'm not doubting that, and I, I'm, I'm sure it'll be great. But, oh, but I wanted but to play this with yeah, Wii controls. What you're saying. Yeah, uh, you know what game really kind of disappointed me in its looks and really just the effort being put into it uh, was Metal Gear Solid 3D. Uh, I thought it would be like an HD version, but it's clearly not. It looks like a port with, according to James, bad controls.
1: That doesn't really surprise me that much. I mean, the game is. Like, it's it's old it's enough. From
3: 2004, sure. It's kind of right
1: in that sweet spot where it's not so old that it's considered to be kind of a retro game, but it's not so new that they that they would probably feel compelled to you know. Well, they're
3: not. h they're HD it on the PS3. The PS3 is not the 3DS. Well, <laughs> no, but the 3DS can display an HD character model.
2: I mean, you could do better than what they did on the PS2, but I'm yeah. not sure you could do that much better. I don't
3: know that it's worth it to Konami. I'm not really
1: sure HD is a term that really applies to the 3DS. I mean, yeah, I guess not. But no. I mean...
3: It just seems like they could be putting more effort into it. I didn't get a chance to I look at the game. I do see that.
2: I mean, they... I, don't know. I I didn't see that much of it, but it, it did seem like... like The 3DS is capable of more than what they're doing with it. My only
1: real beef with that game is that, like, I don't want to play a Metal Gear Solid game in the middle of the series. Like, I'm not going to pick that's up... That's not
3: the middle of the series. That's the first... From what I understand, This is that's a good the place first to game, start. Andy.
1: Oh yeah, but just because they just because they released a game that takes chronologically t- takes place first doesn't mean it's the one you should play first. Well, a lot I of people say
0: it is that.
2: though. I've seen several different people argue that this is a good place to start. It really? is, it
3: really is. Well I've never played, I've never played any, any of fair them, enough I haven't, either. I haven't I
2: haven't
1: either. Uh, but like I'm I'm the kind of guy who I'm not gonna start a series in the third installment. Maybe if I see enough people tell me that it's not a real problem, then maybe I will, but
3: it's also the, the game that has the best camera. The other ones have fixed rather overhead cameras that really don't work very well.
0: Hmm. Interesting. I mean, I,
2: stealth. the whole stealth this, thing has never really appealed to me. Just, but this series gets a lot of love, and I probably picked this just, up. just coming out this just year. Just
3: wait for the HD versions that have 2, 3, Peace Walker, and I think that's it.
2: Yeah, I, I consider that. Yeah. I really
3: wish it had Twin Snakes, though. Hey, speaking so. of it's weird that it doesn't.
2: Speaking of collections, what's the deal with
1: the uh, Silent Hill collection not having the first game in it? Come on!
3: No, the first game uh, is awful and looks terrible. So spend a couple of weeks polishing <laughs> it. Like I want to play the Silent Hill games, and I'm well, not going to skip. Well, look, they don't have the... Metal Gear Solid One on the HD collection. Ah, oh, so dumb. You know, what, you know what? A collection isn't
2: everything but the beginning. <laughs> you, you can Metal Gear Solid One is available on PSN. No, I know
3: that. Silent, so Hill. Is Silent Hill. I one. actually own it on PSN. I own I it. I own Silent it, Hill I on it. PSN too, and it control. It's so horrible. I'm, I'm the, the only fun. one who
1: finds PS1 games almost impossible to
2: actually play through
1: because oh, me of the too. they look and No, control. you're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. Especially
3: when it's a shooter like Reson- I mean, uh, Silent. Hill. I mean, that,
2: that really shows the difference between the PlayStation and the N64. Yeah. A lot of N64 stuff holds up. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Outside of like Symphony of the Night, I don't know what there is on PlayStation that holds up.
3: Yeah, I PlayStation I agree. never did polygons well.
1: Yeah, I tend to agree. Uh, so why don't we move on to uh, the next big thing, which is of course, Wii U. We
2: we Wii tablet. Uh, Wii- oh, let's not start this again. Yeah, sorry. You saw my blog post. I this, did. The name is not that big of a deal.
1: It's. I don't like it, but I'm not going. to I don't fun like it
2: either, but it's not worth the fuss people are making over. It.
1: No, you're. You no, know, you're. You're right. You're right. I. I. I'm not going to spend too much time making making fun of the name at this point because at the. It's. It's. Too easy a target to make fun of the name Wii U. Yeah, I understand. Really, I
3: really though? understand why they named it that. I really do. They could not get rid. of the name Wii.
1: Oh, I don't. Have, I don't have a problem with keeping the the Wii name in there. That's not my problem at all. Uh, adding a single vowel to the end of it that makes it incredibly like awkward to awkward pronounce. Awkward to it's, say. It's, yeah, I think I made I made a comment on on my Twitter feed that. If they learned one thing from the GameCube era, it must have been to avoid hard consonants. <laughs> anyway, um, so we, we, U, what, what do you guys? And Zach, we've already kind of heard your thoughts on the homecast, yeah. but JP, what, what did you take away from from the unveiling of Wii U? Um,
2: there's not. I mean, they didn't show that many ways to use it. I mean, you. The most I saw from seeing the potential of how to use the controller is some of the stuff they started playing in the video after the press conference ended. Some of the tech demo yeah. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And and it showed some pretty interesting ways to use it. Now, how often those are going to get used? Because remember, Wii Sports was a tech demo, and it was an awesome tech demo, but then nothing really used the controller better than that for the entire life of the system. Right. So, I, I don't know how much these things are going to get expanded upon. I kind
1: of feel like... Um... You know, the, the Wii had a very clear vision from the outset. Like, from the moment they unveiled what the Wii was all about, you kind of knew where they were going. Like, you you knew the kind of game they were going to be trying to make. Now, yeah. like you said a minute ago, I think it's arguable they never made that game. Maybe Zelda is that game. Zelda?
2: I mean, it's Zelda shaping up it, like it could be. It, it took them six years. Like,
1: it's entirely possible they put the Wii out and never, never really until now... Made the kind of game that they promised the Wii was all about back in 2006.
2: Even Nintendo has barely used motion controls. Exactly, especially effectively. And motion controls have ruined Nintendo games more often than yep. they've helped them. Yeah,
1: I would probably <laughs> agree with that. Um, the the biggest thing about Wii U that I noticed is there's, there is no clear vision to me. I don't I don't look at the, the the controller and think to myself, oh yeah, totally, I get that. Like I don't. I don't see anything clearly coming out of their design for this. Um,
2: the Wii U is more like the DS in that it's, it's a whole bunch of ideas that you don't really know how they're going to use. them. Exactly, and like
1: now that they've had their grand vision console in the Wii, and it didn't quite work out the way that, at least personally, I hoped, and I think I think I that vision would be shared by a
2: lot of people. Um, maybe it's not so bad. I mean, even even Nintendo, I think, is disappointed. I mean, it sold very well, but I I don't think Nintendo's happy with the The games that were made for even by themselves. Yeah, that's very possible. I, I, you
3: know, I'm just wondering. I think Nintendo's happy if they make a lot of money.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No doubt, Nintendo's certainly very happy with making the money. But Nintendo cares about more than the money. The money's certainly huge, but I think Nintendo's disappointed about things other than the money. We we say that. (laughs) We hope for that. Well, I mean, I think what they've done with the Wii U, they've really changed it up. They've changed a lot of things. They're catering more to a different audience. I think Nintendo is showing that they're not necessarily happy with how things turn oh, out. Oh, yeah,
3: yeah, I see what you mean. Like the audience, the target audience. I think right.
1: there are some real concerns with the system. I'm not going to spend too much energy harping on them because it's, it's too early. It's too early. Exactly. It's, it's impossible to know where the gaming market is headed. I, I read an article, someone linked me on an article the other day that was sort of like, here are the six biggest problems with the way the game industry is heading and they're like DRM is going to control everything and and um, games are all the same because everything is like modern warfare. And I'm like, you know, that's very true assuming nothing changes. Like yeah. it's projecting, it's taking where we're currently at and projecting it out to infinity and there's maybe a little bit of value in that, but I mean, if you'd written the same article we've kind
2: of been in that place for a couple of years now if, if like you wrote it's... that same article in
1: late two thousand and five, it would have all been irrelevant by late two thousand and six, so it's kind of hard to to look at where we're at now and see what's just been announced and really project it out forward and see where it's going to go I think yeah. my my biggest concerns with the Wii u are not in the controller. I think the controller is pretty cool although i i have i know I know it was it was Given somewhat glowing reviews by the guys who played it at E3, I'm not convinced. It, that does not look comfortable to hold to me at all.
2: Well, except everybody says that it is. Everybody says that it, mean, it is. I mean, it doesn't look that way, but everybody who's actually held it says it's false.
1: Playing is believing, as they say, and I, I remain unconvinced until I get my hands on it. It does not. It does not look like something I want to hold for... Several hours at a time. I, I have uh, concerns
0: yeah.
3: with the, the rumor that you might only be able to use one at a time.
1: Ah, uh, The latest, actually, is that that's not yeah, true. Yeah, it sounded
3: like that's not true. It's, oh, sound, really it's, it's sounding
1: like – I mean, they've never commented one way or the other on this, right? Like they've never confirmed either either way. No.
2: I saw – I mean, I posted the news of the interview with Reggie who said they were looking into it. Right.
3: The it, what the heck does that mean? That means that when they designed uh, but the thing... I mean, thing, the news today mind. seems
2: to indicate that the hardware is capable oh, of supporting do, four of them. Do you remember when the uh, when the
1: 3DS launched and they said they can do 3D on one screen and 2D on the other? Like, I think it's kind of like that. It's not, can they support multiple controllers? It's, can they support multi controllers and really have the quality of oh, the full yeah. quality of gaming? It's like when you got split screen, all four of those screens, the frame rate takes a hit, the sure. texture mapping takes takes a hit. Because I mean, you have one. It's not like the controller is generating these graphics. It's it's streaming. It's like a miniature version of OnLive. Right. So, and that's what I think I got heard of that from. I'll give credit to. I think the joystick guy said that it's like a miniature version of on live the, the control the, the console is generating the, the, the content and streaming it over the air to the controller right so it's got to be a, the console's got to be able to generate enough enough graphics to feed to four controllers it's got to be well, able to process it, four different video streams
2: what we saw today indicated that it's capable of producing four standard definition of video signals.
1: And I think that's... That's
2: probably a, all you need, really. For a, that's all you for need. A, for a
1: six-inch touchscreen, exactly.
2: So, but then the question is... But what it sounds like is Nintendo doesn't seem to be saying that they're going to sell the controllers separately. That's interesting. It's, that's it's sounding issue. like with the, the, everything I saw from Nintendo when they've commented on the possibility of multiplayer with those they brought up the idea of someone bringing their controller from home to a friend's house
1: yeah
3: that's problematic
1: they'll sell them separately they've got to because if you break yours it's something that if
2: if the console's capable of it they could not go into it expecting to but decide to later yeah it's you know as long as the hardware can do it they can change their mind later yeah I think one of my Nintendo. How I mean, how realistic is it to expect Nintendo to change the mind?
3: <laughs> can can I say I'm a little annoyed that I have to keep all my Wii crap in a drawer? Because <laughs> um, a lot of Wii crap. But at the same time, you don't have to
1: buy all new accessories. That's that's that nice. nice I guess I, mean, that's you know, true.
2: I would be more annoyed if I had to buy a new Wii remote except with Wii U on it, and I had to buy it for forty bucks again. Yeah.
1: I think it's kind of cool that they're they're basically letting the Wii U share all the same peripherals. Although I agree that it'd be nice to clear up some controller space or some drawer right. space. One of the things that concerns me is that you know one of the one of the real focuses on their presentation of Wii U had a lot to do with um, being able to port games from the existing HD consoles. Like you know, Dark Fighters Two was launching with the system maybe, and uh, Arkham City was one of the games that was touted as being. You know, Arkham City is actually really interesting because the whole Detective Vision thing, you could just hold your controller up to your TV and scan the screen that way. That's actually really probably the most compelling use of the screen. There are some cool things
2: for that. Yeah. Hey, they could re release Metroid Prime again and put
1: it in (laughs) there for the Vive. Here's my concern, though. Like, that's great for about a year and a half to two years. But.
2: Well, I think this year, I, I think next year we'll see some more original stuff. This is just showing off what the console could do. But I'm more concerned about the fact that, you
1: know. If, if if Wii U does not become the lead platform for all these third-party games, which is based on the track record, pretty likely. Um, what if ex, what if are ex, you talking about? It's pretty and, likely that it won't. If Xbox and PlayStation remain the, remain the lead development consoles for all these games, th- there's going to be a new PlayStation and a new Xbox by 2015 at the latest, probably.
0: Yes. Um,
1: so, yeah, it's great that we'll be able to get all these existing HD games, but that's not going to apply in a few years. Like... They're, they're, they're just well, putting themselves in really another... It really depends hole. on
2: what Microsoft and Sony are
1: going to do. It's just a more time-delayed hole, because they'll, and, they'll and keep be keep on...
3: in mind, Andy, Nintendo doesn't have Kinect.
1: Uh, that doesn't matter. Connect, Connect isn't <laughs> a real thing. I
2: mean, being the least powerful console and launching a year or two ahead of everybody is better than being the least powerful console and launching after everybody. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely it is. Um, and it gives them a couple years to... To fight for some, for some, you know, playing field from Microsoft and Sony, and maybe get some of these games being developed with Wii U in mind, so that by the time Xbox and PlayStation come out, maybe, maybe those games aren't being made with Xbox and. Well, I mean,
2: I posted this on the forums yesterday, and I was saying I think it's entirely possible and somewhat likely that at least Microsoft is going to be a bit more conservative in their in their console design next time. Oh, I
1: totally agree with that.
2: Uh, so, I mean, it depends if. We, the current rumor is, one of the current rumors, is that the Wii U is 50% more powerful than the PlayStation 3 and 360. Well, what if the 360 is twice as powerful, 100% more powerful?
1: Yeah. It's,
2: it's less, but you could port between those two systems.
1: Yeah, you can. You can. You really can. I, I, I really think that if, if Sony makes a PlayStation 4 that's 30 times more powerful than the PlayStation 3... They can only, sell it for $800. The only way you're going to notice is in the cost. You're not going to be able to put a PS4 game and a PS3 game yeah. in front of 80% of the people in the world and say, hey, does this look like it's 30 times better? Like, it'll look a little better. maybe. It'll...
2: And especially if Microsoft and Nintendo are that similar, even if Sony goes all out, you're only going to notice that in first-party games.
3: Yeah. Hey, speaking uh, of first-party games, how about that Uncharted 3, huh?
1: Yeah. I didn't have a chance I haven't had have a chance to look at any of that yet I didn't
3: see it but it's Uncharted so I'm excited yep
1: yeah. that's pretty much where I'm at I, I will play Uncharted because it's awesome least...
2: Uncharted 2 is one of the reasons I bought a PS3 oh I bought man. a PS3
1: for Last Guardian I really can't wait to play it <laughs> they
3: didn't, one of that these that days that wasn't even at the show
2: I want to play no they see the, the Ico anything. and Lost Guardian collection I never or Ico and Shadow of the Colossus I never played those games so I'm interested in that collection
3: Ico is tough to get used to Oh, it's great. Yeah. Shut your it face. Is, it's great, but, you know, it's just kind of... I, mean, I, I own a PS2,
2: but I never played it, so some of the great reasons for me to own a PS3 are some of those collections. I got a of war collection.
3: I nice, no pr- the, the nice thing about Shadow, though, is that the PS3 will be able to play it.
1: Yeah. There was a lot of problems with the PS2 chugging on that game pretty hard. It was Hardcore. the
2: PS2's perfect dark. Yeah, it kind of <sighs> was. That's I um,
1: I love Eco, but I, I would probably have some, some real concerns about how it would hold up to modern gameplay standards. Yeah. But it's a game that, until very recently when I sold my copy of it, thinking the collection was around the corner and it wasn't, um, it's a game that I replayed pretty, pretty regularly. Um, it's not a long game, but it's a game that I hold a lot of personal affection towards. so
2: yeah. I bought a, I'm I, definitely interested in trying those once the collection comes I, out. I bought a
1: PS3 a year ago for the, the Last Guardian thinking it would be a holiday 2011 release at, at the latest. And mm. here we are, E3 2011 I bought mine, a single mention.
2: I bought mine at the, right around the price drop, right after the price drop, and right before Uncharted 2 when Uncharted 2 was getting crazy good reviews. Oh,
3: and it, deservedly it, it, so. It was really weird too that Last Guardian didn't even get a mention.
1: I know. Yeah,
2: I was surprised at that.
1: That makes me nervous, but I mean, they're not going to not, I mean, not, there's no way they're canceling No, it's not that.
2: canceled. It's a PlayStation 4
1: launch title, fuck. <laughs> I,
3: I also liked how they said that Beyond Good and Evil 2 is still alive, but it's not coming out for this, this cycle of consoles. He kind of didn't say anything sad. about it, he
1: kind of just said, I'm looking forward to it as well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, um, I've seen people suggesting that that meant it was going to be on the Wii U. That's what oh, yeah.
3: Carl thought, yeah. Let's like uh, maybe. Let's
1: move on to the the eShop stuff. So I assume you guys all did the update and Hell yeah! And I and waited till 9:30 at it
2: night. Was, it was great, but I I had to be up in the morning to cover the press conference, and it was late. It was very I mean, late. It was pretty late. It was I mean I'm um, in East Eastern Coast, Time right? Zone. Yeah. It was yeah I mean it Eastern Time Zone. Day. So it was after midnight.
3: I would argue it did not come out that evening. Yeah. That's a fair, not that's a fair not argument. Not where I am,
2: at least.
1: No, yeah, I, uh, I was sitting there refreshing every five minutes, and, like, literally the last time I would have refreshed before falling asleep that night, it updated. So, of course, I tried to get all my stuff transferred over because I just kind of wanted to see it work. But, it but, like, the first hour that it was online, it had a lot of network connectivity issues. Yes, oh, yeah. It was great. It, the, was, it, was, it was like
3: the Nintendo PSN DSN all and over and then, again.
2: Yes, it was currently undergoing maintenance. <laughs> they use the same phrasing, too. Yeah,
1: they did. Very nice. Um. So, yeah, Mario came out. I uh, I played all the way through that already. It was a lot shorter than I expected. I didn't realize oh, it's it was Oh, it's a only... short
2: game, yeah. It is crazy short. I didn't remember that. Yeah,
1: I didn't either. But I, I was so... thinking, I was like towards the end of World 4 and thinking, man, this difficulty really spiked all of a sudden. Yeah, well, World 3 yeah. is where
3: it starts getting bad.
1: <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty yeah. cool. I know uh, you actually did the Virtual Console recommendations for the eShop lineup, um, and you
2: said you had, a, uh-huh. you had a little bit of
1: fun with a radar mission.
2: Radar Mission is was unexpectedly good. Um, I'd never played it. I'd never heard of it up until this. Um, if it had come out later in the system's life, if it hadn't been a launch title, I mean, I'm running the recommendations now, so I may have. But it's not something I ever would have picked up had I not had to write the recommendation. Yeah. But I had a lot of fun with it.
1: Is that a, is that a, like a four dollar title.
2: Three dollars. Three dollars. Okay. Well, the, Mario Land was the only four dollar radar mission, and um, Alleyway were both three, and then Zelda was six.
3: God, yes. Alleyway sucks so hard.
0: <laughs>
3: yes, I'm <laughs> glad you volunteered for that one, Zach. Oh <laughs> man, I want my three dollars back. Why don't we get money for this? <laughs> uh, but I did. I, I was able to get Zelda, and Zelda is amazing. It. I haven't
2: started it yet, but I'm very much looking forward to it. It's my
3: life. favorite two D Zelda.
2: It's my second favorite Zelda, which means it's my favorite 2D Zelda. So I'm so happy.
3: My two favorite Zeldas <laughs>
2: are. Right? No. My two favorite Zeldas are coming to the 3DS this month. Oh, uh, I
3: gotcha.
1: Yeah. I, I just played through Link's Awakening, like, within the last year year and a half or so, so I didn't really feel like picking it up, but I'm glad it's there. I'll probably. It's been
3: forever since I played it. I'm almost certain I, I, I will
1: buy it eventually, but I had no interest in buying it quite yet.
3: I, I've I, forgotten how many subquests there are in that game. It's, and, not, it's, it's not a
1: small game by any and means. And they're
3: forced subquests. They're like I mean, every every game. time you go through a dungeon, you have to go on another subquest.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, you, you look at like Super Mario Land, which is short and limited, which like that's like that feels like a handheld game. It feels yeah. like it was limited. Link's Awakening is a full Zelda game. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah.
3: Link's Awakening doesn't feel limited at
2: all by the Game Boy Color hardware, by the Game Boy hardware.
3: And you know what's weird is that it it's such a better game than the Oracle games, but it's developed by... It's still... I found the Oracle games
1: really hard to play. Like, I just and i and I don't know if that's quite because I was suffering through Zelda burnout from playing so many of them back to back because I was playing that's them, gotta be part of it. I was playing them you know chronological order and I got to the I got to the Oracle games and I just i couldn't do it anymore, especially
2: trying to play them back to back
1: well I, I didn't play the Oracle games back to back I staggered them with Ocarina and majora um, but by the time I got to the second Oracle game, like i couldn't bring myself to do it anymore. I was so bored of it and I, f- I started feeling that boredom a little bit towards the end of Link's Awakening, so that's one of the reasons I haven't gone back to that. Like, it's, I think it's going to be a while before I can play one of those 8-bit Zelda games again.
2: I, I haven't played Link's Awakening since the first time I played it a long time ago, which was back when I had my Game Boy Color, so before the Game Boy Advance came out. Sheesh. I think
1: it's interesting how many Mario cameos are in that game.
2: Yeah, that's, that's true. much... I mean, that is a crazy game.
0: It re- I mean...
1: It, yeah. It's got a crazy ending, too, like... It's yeah. it's it's up there with Majora's Mask and being one of the biggest mind fuck Zelda endings.
3: <laughs> yeah. I love that's it. That's true. Well, and the whole time, the whole uh the whole game is building up to that. Every yeah. boss reminds you that you're a part of the dream too and you know, and the the owl keeps saying nobody knows what's going to happen. We could all die tomorrow. Spoiler alert, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> what what do you guys think of the of the design of the shop? I like it a lot more than the DSiWare shop. Oh, of course. What isn't better
2: than the DSi shop? <laughs> I mean, it would have been the pretty hard Xbox for them not to arcade? do better than the DSi shop. Like, I think there yeah. could be a little I... bit
1: more more organization in the way things are laid out, but it's hard not to be impressed. Yeah, there's,
2: there's, it could stand a little more organization. I'll it's hard not to be I
1: impressed by how fluid the entire 3DS experience is.
2: I don't know that it's any worse than any other gaming shop.
1: No, no, you're probably right with that. Mm-hmm. Um, just w- when you're having to like, okay, you fire up your 3DS, you go to the the system transfer, and then you go over to your DSI and you go to the store. The second you fire up your DSI, act even in your 3DS menus for a bit, the DSI feels like a system that was designed in 1981. Like it's yeah, it the 3DS <laughs> is that much like the, the system, not even the shop itself,
2: but just the, the... I I had to do I had to go into the DSI, but I had to download the system transfer. Right. But before that, I had. 1,300 points left on my DSi and I knew those weren't going to transfer so I wanted to spend them on something. Oh, yeah. And that shop is just terrible.
1: What'd you end up getting? It's just...
2: Um... Trajectile and, um... Something else. I had... I had the same
1: issue. I had seven... Or 600 points left so I went and bought Alpha Bounce.
2: I was... I was able to spend all of them. I didn't have anything left over. I
1: have 100 sitting there doing nothing. I do,
2: too. I can't
1: buy anything. That's dumb, but like you know, the, the, uh, the, All the games on the 3DS are going to cost, like, X99. So, like, you're going to have, like, a penny left over. Yep. So basically, I have a dollar
3: and one cent.
1: You're going to be able to count how many games you have on your DSi by virtue of how many cents you have left over. It's like <laughs> it's like an unintentional counter of how many things you bought on the system. Like, it, when you get to the point where you're able to round up and use that dola- use that use all those pennies on the next thing, you'll know you have spent way too much damn money on that system. <laughs>
2: I think it's a yes, good. I, I think it's a good shop. I I like the way it's laid out. It like, is. One thing I really like is that the search bar is right there on the main page.
0: Sure. Yeah,
3: that is nice.
2: Because the search was really the only way to find anything on the DSI shop. You couldn't just flip through things. Yeah. You had to use the search. You had to know what you were looking for, and you still had to click through a couple things to get to it. It's right there on the front page. On the.
3: 3DS. Did you guys play off the uh, web browser at all? Yeah, it no, works. Even, it works. Yeah. I can get to my NWR email on it.
1: Yeah, it's pretty, pretty functional. Like I never, I, I never used the DSi one, but I got the impression I wouldn't ever want to.
3: Well, you can't, because it's non-functional.
2: Yeah. I, mean, I I have an iPhone, so I don't know why I'd ever need to use yeah, it. Yeah, same here. But it's
1: but it's, it, it's kind of. I mean, it's not awful. I mean, I I think you know, it stacks up with the PSP one just as well. I think um, it's
3: better. The PSP one is virtually unusable for me.
1: That's because
2: you, and you get the touchscreen, yeah. which improves it hugely. I
1: would oh, imagine. Yeah, yeah definitely.
2: One thing that really bothered me about the eShop, though, and the way that the 3DS is set up, that you can't play DSiWare off the SD card.
3: Oh, yeah. You'll that's... never be able to do that. It, it, I don't it's understand It's got to be a limitation
2: why. of the
1: software itself, right? Because all the other well, 3DS downloads run off the SD card.
3: They couldn't
2: even rig something up like the Wii, where, I mean, that was a limitation of the hardware, and they still found a way around it. It's just really,
1: it's really... but That's the thing, is I don't think it's a limitation of the hardware, because all the other... All the other downloads go directly to the SD card. In fact,
2: everything on the well, on I the e is c- seamlessly they, goes to the SD they, card. If they could rig it up so that you know, like the SD card channel on the Wii, where it will just copy yeah. it into the system memory and play it. They could have just made a DSiWare app. Like yeah. they made, instead yeah. of bringing. I mean, there are a bunch of different ways they could do instead it. Instead of putting it on your menu a as a
1: separate application, they could have made a DSiWare app that works exactly like the like the SD card menu on the Wii. I,
2: they probably just figured there weren't enough people who would have enough DSiWare to care. That's the thing is, you're not going to be able to have very that many possible. DSiWare
1: games on your on your on your 3DS.
2: I can't keep them all. I have several. I have a lot more than I can actually fit on there.
1: I have a feeling I'm very close to the limit of mine, but I haven't I haven't hit it yet.
2: I I've had to hit it. I've already had to clean out the fridge a couple of times. Yeah, I mean, I I have games that I would want in there that I would want to play that I can't because I can't fit them. Yeah. That's
3: I think it's weird that certain you know like. The pinball pulse is non-transferable. That's just weird to me.
1: That is bizarre. Like I would think, I would think it had more to do with the games that were that use like the camera and stuff. But it doesn't even really seem to be there. All the
3: camera stuff
2: seems to be there.
1: Yeah. I'm is. Not sure, I'm not sure why why things don't. Maybe they had to negotiate all these licenses individually with all the well, publishers. Well,
2: the weird thing was, especially with the pinball pulse, was that was on the list of non-transferable, right. but then Nintendo changed the list and it wasn't on it anymore. Still can't but now it, it, it. it still can't transfer it. That's weird.
1: Well, that's bizarre. Anyway, that's the eShop. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll, we'll, we will we'll do What's Your Reviewing? And hopefully Neil will be with us by then so we can learn about Ocarina of Time. But if not, we'll see you for a short What's Your Reviewing? segment after this. back to the newscast, we still are not being joined by Neil Ronahan, apparently Verizon is insisting on keeping him off of the podcast this evening, so uh, to hell with Verizon, but we're not completely devoid of things to talk about, because Zach, you have been playing Dead or Alive uh, Dimensions I for have. 3DS. I have, I have. So uh, let's, uh, you know, you, the review's actually already gone up, if I'm not mistaken. It on has, this one. I think I gave as it a, an 8. As the review's editor, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that review is done, right? Okay, good.
3: Uh, it's really uh, good. I I was hoping I'd get it while I was laying in the hospital so I could have something to do, but it, it actually arrived the day I got home. <laughs> um, and I've been playing a lot of it. It's it's really good. I mean, if you if Dead or Alive is not like other 3D fighters, um, it's not like Soul Calibur. It's not like Tekken, and it's it's really almost more of a 2D fighter, but it's not. Doesn't have the complicated move sets that a Street Fighter would or a, a King of Fighters. It's very it's it's very straightforward. Punch, kick, parry, and and hold, throw, throw, throw right, 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 yeah. And really, at the higher difficulty, when you're facing higher AI opponents, it's all about counters. Like you have to figure out what they're doing and counter almost every blow, or else you're going to get the shit beat out of you. Um, and that part is hard for me because I'm not real good at, like, watching animations, you know what I mean? Uh, so I really just go from the gut, but it's a great game. It looks amazing. I don't think the 3D effect adds much to it, um, during fights or during cutscenes, um, but it's just such a pretty game and it controls real well and the sound is great, uh, it's great for people who are new to the series because there's the story mode that teaches you how to play, um, more or less. Uh, the only thing about it is the cutscenes, and I think Greg brought this up on RFN, and I put it in the review too. The cutscenes are weird because it'll be a still scene with character models in one pose talking to each other, almost like a, a motion comic. Uh, so it kind of cheaply produced. Whereas other times there'll be a cutscene ported from one of the Xbox games. You know. Uh, so, it looks... that, that That's kind of weird when you come across that. And the story mode is so stupid because the story is so stupid. But if you're playing a fighting game for the story, you're doing it wrong. Huh. Um, but, yeah. but, you know, it is it is a very good fighter. And there there's a ton of modes. My only... What I really like about it is with Spot Pass, you get a new costume every day. And sometimes you get these developer ghosts that are hard as hell, but if you do beat them, you feel like a god, uh, and you get, you can collect, you know, extra costumes and and these little virtual figures of the characters that you can take pictures of. And you'd think I'd love that, but it's actually kind of a stupid throwaway feature. Um, the only thing I don't like about it is that online play is very hit or miss you can play with friends um people from the region or people from around the world if you manage to connect with somebody from around the world it's going to be terrible slowdown if you manage to connect from somebody in a region which is very rare for me uh, because i live in friggin' alaska uh it's it's a good match but i have never been able to connect with a friend Uh, i tried to play with greg a few times and uh we just could never I mean we could see each other in lobbies, but we could never connect. Uh the same with a guy named Supa from the forums. Um Supa Kid, uh he lives in Virginia. Couldn't connect to him. And uh and then there was another wow. and then there's another guy, I don't know where he lives, but uh Johnny hooked me up with him. I've never been able to connect to him. So that kinda of blows.
1: Yeah. That's really weird. And That's it could, it, it could be it could good just about be three
3: D S online. It could just be that the, the geographic distance, but what worries me is that with every DSiWare game I've tried to play online with people, especially uh, this happened especially with John Lindeman trying to play Call of Duty Black Ops with him, it was a firewall problem that he had to really uh, customize his firewall firewall and router router settings for us to connect, and I hope that's not the case with the 3DS. But the fact that I have been able to connect to some random matches gives me some hope because before I couldn't really do that.
1: Yeah, I um, when I was playing Virtua Tennis 4 on the Wii, I had I was able to connect to people, but I was never able to finish a match. Yeah. like I, I was able to start a match over and over again. I never had any problems playing with strangers online. But every single time I would get two-thirds of the way through the match or so, it would drop out. I completed one out of like 20 that I tried. Wow. Yeah, I mean that's it's really frustrating.
3: Well, I hope uh, I hope it doesn't plague the 3DS because there, you know, there there's some real promise um, with this new. I mean, the 3DS has some good online features, and I hope this this difficulty connect to connect to people isn't some permanent scar on the system. Definitely.
1: Yeah, I but heard it, that the DOA Dimensions is a little too easy. Did you find the game, like the single-player mode, to be pretty simple?
3: Oh, the single-player mode is very easy. But other modes, like there's a tag challenge, which according to Greg, if two friends hook up, they can play at co-op. But there's a tag mode where you pick two characters, one's controlled by the computer, and you take on kind of this very high powered AI character. And those guys get really hard really fast. Hmm. Uh, But for like the story mode, easy as pie arcade mode you'll finish it in you know less than an hour um and then nice. there's you know training mode is easy and you know you do whatever you want in training mode And the uh so it is pretty easy except for a few modes and um but even the tag challenge like if you practice uh you'll get better and then you can beat these guys without too much trouble uh and the and you have to finish arcade mode if you want to unlock that Metroid Other M stage. Just let, letting all the readers know, listeners know.
1: Right on. Yeah. I actually just got in the mail yesterday or the day before the other big 3DS fighter, that being Street Fighter 4 3D. Oh, I thought and you were going to say
3: BlazBlue. No, I was not.
1: Um, I was actually really looking forward to playing that, but like when I actually got my hands on it, I was kind of underwhelmed. BlazBlue? I think, no, oh, uh, Street Fighter. Street Fighter, Sh- 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 fighter 4. Um, the the 3D doesn't really add much to the game. The cutscenes look pretty cool, but the game itself doesn't really do much with the 3D at all. Well, um, isn't
3: there that mode where it's kind of like behind one guy?
1: Yeah, and that works okay, and that looks a little that looks a little cooler. But I'm not sure I'd want to play the game like that. Primarily. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, mainly my my problem with the game is I don't know that I. I think the game is helping me realize that I don't really like the D pad on the 3DS that much. At it's least not, for like
3: no, it's not great.
1: For like for like. Complex controller uh, combinations, which require diagonals, it's a little, it's a little iffy. It's a little stiff. I found myself, I found myself wanting, to, yeah, right. I found, I found myself wanting to use the analog stick for Street Fighter more than the D-pad, and that's problematic too. I've actually been um, having
3: a hard time with my uh, DSiWare games with the, the 3DS D-pad, like Shantae and Dark Void Zero. Really? Yeah. Interesting.
1: I um, I was considering because I, I transferred over Cave Story from my DSi. And I was actually pretty far into the game, so and I, you know, you lose your save file when you transfer them, which is yeah. silly because they could easily copy that over. But whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to decide if I want to replay it on the on the DSI or the 3DS or um, the Wii version, and I'm thinking I might go back to the Wii version for it. Oh. Um, but cause yeah I'm not sure I want to play the game with that with that D-pad, to be honest. But anyway, I was versus Street Fighter. The, my biggest beef with the game, more than anything else, is it's really really difficult and it's not accessible
3: at all no
1: like there's there is a training mode where, where you get to just uh fight against a dummy and there's a challenge mode where they try to teach you the the different combos you can learn but there's no like dipping your toe in like no you go into the first challenge and all it does is give you some random you know japanese word that doesn't tell you anything and then you have to hit the start button and then go to go to a, a menu option to figure out how that move works, and like none of that's really all that well explained in the game. And it just, yeah, like I, I've heard that Mortal Kombat on the PS3 and 360 is one of the one of the best instances of a single player game. Yeah, I've heard that. A, I want to a, play that for a game one on one fighting, and it really makes me want to try it out because I love one on one fighting games. But Street Fighter IV is just so, so. Um,
3: hardcore towards
1: yeah, hardcore fans of the franchise that it just kind of turned me off pretty quickly. But it looks gorgeous. I mean, the graphics in that game are really just really impressive, and it plays good. But I don't like the I don't like the D pad that much. So I don't know.
3: Well, you know, I I bought it when um I I bought it way back when it was the fir- original version of Street Fighter Four was re- that was like four now. I bought it when the original version of Street Fighter Four was released for the PS3. And I quickly sold it because it is just the the most inaccessible fighter I've ever played, which made me mad because every review I read said, if you aren't a fighting fan and you long for the days of Street Fighter 2, get this game. I was like, great, Street Fighter 2 is awesome. And I got this, and, and the training mode, in the PS3 version at least, is like, all right, press this combination really, really fast. Yeah. And I'd do it and it wouldn't work. You know, and it wouldn't work a hundred times. And one time I'd make it work, but I was like, how did I do that? Yeah,
1: exactly. I, um, I did the same thing. I had the 360 version and I got it pretty much right when it came out. And I didn't keep it for very long. I think um, I had the opportunity to trade it uh, straight up for Fable 2. Yeah. And I, took, and I think I made the right move.
3: <laughs> well, also, that final boss is unbeatable.
1: Oh, God, yeah. Oh. You, now, can play, you, can, you can play as him in the new one.
3: Oh, great. I've never been a
2: fighting game fan, like, ever. It's never been a genre that's really appealed to me. But several times I've almost bought Street Fighter IV for 3DS just because it's getting such great reviews. And because there's nothing else there. No, I, actually, I'm fairly happy with it. I love Pilot Wings. Uh I've had a good time with a couple other games. So I'm, I'm, for two months in, it's not that bad. Okay. But, uh, you know... Um, this discussion is making me happy I didn't buy Street Fighter 4. Yeah. Really
1: the... I think here's what's going to tell me if I keep this game. I'm going to fire it up one more time and play it on easy and just see how much fun that is. Yeah. Because like honestly, like I don't want to learn Street Fighter 4. I don't want to become proficient at Street Fighter 4. I just want to enjoy playing it at the level that I'm already at. Like I'm not buying this game to train and go to tournaments. To learn, tournaments. yeah. I want to be able to just enjoy it as is. And if I can play it on easy and can enjoy it as is without the, the computer blocking everything that I throw at it, then maybe I'll keep it. But if not, I have a feeling this game is going to go back to the uh, the, the trading pile very quickly. I
3: think it's funny that there's so many fighting games out on the 3DS so early yeah, in its life. And it's
1: kind of odd. Yeah.
3: When, when are we going to get a Soul Calibur? <laughs> oh, man, I would. I would be happy with that, man. If, yeah, I would. Heck, I if would love they a, ported Soul Calibur two in three D, I'd buy it because that's the best Soul Calibur.
1: I was a big fan of Virtual Fighter two. I didn't quite like the series after that. I think it got a little too Street Fighter four ish
3: in terms still, of. Do they still make Virtual Fighter games?
1: They made Virtual Fighter five as a late era PS two game. I think. Okay. Wasn't it? I think. Um, I get that I think, series
3: confused with Tekken.
1: No, actually, I think Virtua Fighter Five might have been a PS3 360 game. Now that I think about it, it was. Uh, yeah, Four was the late-era PS2 game. Uh, yeah, they still make it, but it's 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 a series that caters to the hardcore. Oh. Very very much, and it it still looks great, and it's it's like the kind of, it's 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 the game that tournament fans like because it's very intricate, and there's a there's a big learning curve. There's there's a lot of learning that can be done in the game with in terms of the combo, combos and whatnot. Um, but yeah, so you, I, you gotta I, want it. Yeah, I liked the second one before it got like that. It wasn't quite like that early on in the series.
2: Yeah. I've never really liked a fighting game that wasn't Smash Bros. Uh, oh,
3: Smash,
1: Smash. Bros. is so good.
2: When, that the, was, it's, it's the same way I've never liked a real time strategy game that's not Pikmin.
3: I've never liked real time Nintendo strategy has
2: games. a knack. Nintendo is a knack for taking a genre that I don't like and turning it into <laughs> something I like.
1: I'll tell you what, Smash Brothers on 3DS was the most excited I got for anything in that press conference. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I wonder I, how they're going to do I know it's like it four years it. out, but... Yeah. Like, I think basically it's entirely possible that I mean, he maybe just threw that out without even asking um, yeah, Sakurai well, right, you,
2: yeah, I've seen the, the <laughs> interviews where it had, they've been talking about it for a while, but like like you said in the thing, they haven't started developing it at, at all. Like, I got the, Sakurai's I got to finish Kid Icarus before he even starts.
1: Yeah, I got the impression in the press conference where he was just like, uh, Dan, Smash
2: Brothers! <laughs> there you go. Surprise, everyone! Surprise! <laughs> we're surprise. making Smash Brothers now, because I just said so.
3: I don't, yeah, I don't know it. if I want Smash Brothers on the 3DS. The screen's too small.
1: No, it's not. It's fine. Uh, it's fine.
2: It'll be. I'm interested to see it. Hey, we're getting it on both, so I'm interested. That's good. You don't have to choose. You're making two of them.
1: Smash Brothers isn't—I don't think of it as a fighting game. Like I know that's what you do in the game, but I don't, I don't. think of it as a fighting no, game. No, it's, it's, it's not. Like, it's a party like, game. As
2: in Pikmin in real-time strategy, unless you're really it's like it's pointing
1: it's like at its, it's own it, genre. It
0: is. <laughs>
2: like Smash Brothers is, is is a game that's
1: unique. Like it's not like anything else out there, and it's an itch that I get all the time. But I don't—I don't scratch it that often because it's, I'm not—I'm not that compelled to play it solo. But
3: man, if that what, game what, had what working online, I'd be playing with you every week. I think that's
2: the biggest reason to get excited for the Wii U version, the, the potential for them to get that right
3: this time.
1: Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely.
3: It's going to be awkward to play with that controller, though.
1: And that's the question, right? I mean, I, I, don't, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know how awkward it
2: would be. I mean,
3: really, it's large, but it's a Although regular we can, controller. We can use our Wii accessories, so we'll all just so use you, the classic controller. probably play controller. with classic
2: controller. That's the thing, is, like, I'm wondering how, how in many... In Brawl, I love the Wii Wiimote Nunshot. That's the way I always play really? it, so I hope they let me play this. this way. Oh, I'm still I'm still accustomed to the game.
0: Oh, uh, me controller. too. Yeah. Well, you're not going to be able to you'll do
2: have that.
1: To graduate out of that. You're not not going to be able to play it that way. No, I I doubt that. Oh, well, I think that's a newscast because Neil's not here, and that's all we got. Did you have anything uh, you've been playing lately you want to talk about, JP? Uh,
2: not really. Uh, okay. Like like you just working through the backlog.
1: Yeah, I should be done with Super Mario World shortly. I think I'm in I'm in Bowser's area. And then from there I haven't quite decided where I wanna move on to. I'm thinking I need to finally finish Cave
3: Story. Let's
2: um, start Cave Story. Cave
3: Story oh, is so good. Oh I got I gotta bring up something. I gotta bring Shit. up an update just for you, Andy, and Nathan if he listens to this and Neil too. I've been playing more of LA Noir. Yes. I feel like the technology is ahead of everything else.
0: I would the, like the to try that.
3: it's almost the, uh, it's, it's almost like they developed the technology and then said, "Now what kind of a game can we make with this?"
1: I could totally see that. The um, the facial animation is just out of this world, it is. fantastic. <laughs> I mean, you see actors in that game, and you're like, "Oh, I know that guy." I recognize I saw, him on, them, yeah. saw him on Mad Men. Yeah. Like the, the, it's just really well done. I and they I, nail the setting.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, they really it. did.
1: I rented the game for a weekend and played about. Three or four hours of it, um, which was just enough to kind of get a taste of it and not enough to get tired of it. <laughs> yeah,
2: it feels I would a little, love to play it, that game. I, it sounds really interesting.
3: I, it's very I don't think... interesting. It's very experimental, though. It feels it feels a little disjointed uh, because really every mission takes about five to ten minutes. Um, and they're all something different, like one mission you're chasing a dude, one mission it's a car chase, one mission you're shooting guys, one mission you're an interrogation interrogator. And the- Five to ten minutes per
1: mission, you mean per, per case?
3: Yeah, that's what I mean, sorry.
1: I, I spent more time than that on most of the cases that I was on.
3: Well, I meant like you'll get a title card and then you'll be chasing a dude through an alley and then you're done. You know, things mm. like that. Gotcha. Uh,
2: Andy, Andy, it sounds like you got the right idea. The rental seems like the right way to do it. But the thing is, well, I don't know that there's a retail rental store around here anymore.
3: Well, JP, we the reason have... the reason I have it is because when I was in the hospital, these three guys were nice enough to send it to me via Amazon, um, so I, cool. I actually own it now, and, and I thank them for it. Um, and the interrogations, Andy, what did you think of the interrogations?
1: The whole lie, truth, lie, truth, doubt, doubt thing. thing. <laughs> um, I I here here's my here's my biggest problem with it. I think it's. Really well done. I, I I I like it in theory. Here's why I have a problem with it, though. I I tend to like video games where I understand the rules that I'm right against. Exactly. Like, I definitely like that. It, it, it it's a computer game. Like I understand that the that their goal is to make it feel like real life. But my but there my are rules behind player, it. Yeah, there are rules behind it. There have to be rules behind it. And my goal as a player is to understand how those rules work right. and learn the system. And I, I kind of feel like La Noir makes it awfully hard to do that. I, I feel like there's
3: which I mean, I you could argue that that's a compliment to the lie. game.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is kind of a compliment <laughs> to the game. But like, yeah, like it. I guess the only difference in doubt and lies you have to have you have to have some sort of evidence to back up an accusation of lying. Whereas right. with doubt, it's just like I think you're wrong, but. Well, that's cool.
2: That means like, you can't brute force him. Yeah. I mean, you you have yeah, to know what, what if doing. I
3: have evidence? I was in an interview where a dude said something, and then my guy says something, and then I have to look for evidence because I thought he was going to lie, or I thought he lied, and I had evidence for that. And but it wasn't it the evidence was that they incorrect.
1: wanted. Yeah, it wasn't the evidence that they wanted. Right. And that's, that's another problem is, okay, you have this really intricate um, movie-like interrogation scene where you have these great dialogues going back and forth. And then there's this hang up where all you want to do is explain why your evidence makes sense, but that's not what the game wants you to do. So you pick the wrong piece of evidence and you're just, you're just wrong. And then you get shouted out of of the room. Yeah. How far are you? Are you past the, uh, I I got basically all the way through the traffic.
3: Yeah. I'm, I'm into the detective, uh, into homicide. the detective homicide now, and and I just tried to shoot a guy, and he shot the hostage. Hmm. These things happen, I guess.
1: I think you know. I I have a I have sort of a mixed history with Rockstar. Uh, I tend to really like most of their non GTA games. This is non-like... the
3: only Rockstar game I haven't hated. I
2: have not. I have never. You I've hated bought. Raleigh? I have, you know, I have bought several Grand Theft Autos and regretted all of them.
3: Yes. Did, did you play Bully, Zach? I did not play Bully. Um, oh, you! Bully is so good. But isn't it GTA on a schoolyard?
1: It's smaller though. Like, you don't have this giant city to get lost in. You have a smaller atmosphere, and it's very character-driven. You don't hate the main character like you do in every GTA game. Yeah. Like the main character has, you know, a little bit of integrity, and is just doing what he needs to do to to to. to You know, fight back against those that are bullying him. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm the same with GTA. I've never liked a GTA game. I've played them. Them, I, I respect what they, what they accomplish, but I've never had fun playing through one. Yeah, I couldn't put Bully down. I also couldn't put Red Dead down. But I get the impression you didn't like Red Dead, Zach.
3: I haven't played Red Dead.
1: Ah, see, there you go. See, I was thinking.
3: I mean,
2: basically, it was your Andy, your talk about it that made me really want to pick up Red Dead Redemption.
3: But did you? No, not yet. Okay. Like I said, Isn't I have a huge Wii? backlog. Isn't there okay. a Wii version of Bully? Yes. I should try that once my Wii is fixed.
1: I I recommend Bully wholeheartedly. I was surprised at how much I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and I think the motion controls in the game are actually pretty good, too. Because you get in schoolyard fights where you're actually flailing your fists around like you would in oh, a schoolyard yeah. fight. Um, I, yeah, I, I think the, the problem with the GTA games is I don't identify with that particular genre of fiction. Yeah. I don't like gangster movies. I don't like gangster TV shows. I don't like crime procedurals. I don't enjoy crime as fiction. It does not interest me. Bully doesn't really do that. Bully is about it's about, it's about high school pecking order, and I can get behind that. I've been there. We've all been um, there, yeah. And also, like, it's really weird because when I when I played Bully... Are you a Harry Potter fan, Zach? No. Oh, well, then this may not appeal to you at all. <laughs> when I was playing... Bully! I got a real Harry Potter vibe because just like the prep school atmosphere, all these old buildings and like, as you go through the school year, it gets you know you you go through the whole Christmas break and uh, you know it starts off in the fall and it goes into like it felt like watching a Harry Potter movie because like they have the same thing every year. You're going through the school year, like yeah. as a guy, as someone who spent a long long time, and I bet this will identify with you, like. For me, a year wasn't January to to December. A year was August to May. Right. That's the year. That's how I identified my age for a long time. Is which August through May year I was in. Um, That's me. It's always me. Yeah, like it takes, and I've I've been out of school now for about a decade, and it still hasn't quite. I still haven't broken that yet. Like to me, the year still kind of starts in August. Yeah. And. Bully has that because it starts in the fall and goes to the school year like it it kind of hit a nostalgic um, note for me which is weird because I hadn't played it before or anything but I don't know if if I still had it I would send it to you but unfortunately I didn't didn't that's okay that's all right I've been getting the itch to replay it though so I may I may actually track it down and if I do and you don't have it yet maybe I'll send it your way right on yeah, Bully and GTA, not GTA. Bully and Red Dead were the only two Rockstar games I've genuinely loved, and I genuinely, genuinely loved both of them. But I would also go so far as to say that the only two Rockstar games I've liked. Yeah. So. Then I'll try it. That's, that's one of the reasons I was excited to try Ellie because I have a good track record with their non-GTA franchises.
3: Well, it is a, it is a very impressive game, but uh, I will say that it's also very experimental. This it's, is true. Yeah. And I like I, a lot um, of and I like stuff ex- Rockstar
2: does is experimental. Yeah,
3: I, I mean, I like experimental games. Games like that need to be made to pave oh, the yes. way for other games. Um, in the one of the earlier
1: cases, Zach, remember the case where there was um, a movie star and a younger girl, and then the car went off the cliff early on in the game? Like, someone basically, like, put these two girls in a car and, like, let it drive off a cliff, and the two girls survived. Do you remember that? I didn't. I haven't been through that. It's one of the traffic cases.
3: Nothing. Hmm. hmm. Oh, oh, traffic. That's where I am right now. That's oh, where I am traffic. right
1: now. Yeah. They're, yeah. One of one of the one of the earlier cases in the game is about like this movie producer who had a starlet, like a an, an older an older movie star lady, and then like her younger friend, and they were in a car, and he basically like stood, like drugged them so they passed out, and then let the parking break out in their car, so it went over a cliff. Sweet. Um, and they're like, well, I not wonder like if a, that's uh,
3: what I'm on right now.
1: Not like a big cliff. just like over the, over the ridge in a park basically. Yeah. And so it's like, it's, it's a mission that starts like right across the street from the, from the police station. Okay. So like you, yeah. you hoof over there on foot and like you go over, you go up and talk to the, the, the lady who was in the car and, and one of the one of the investigators and then they tell you to go down and check out the car yeah. so I was trying to find the footpath down to the lower part where the car had crashed and I ended up getting to the, getting up to a point in the game where I was stuck on like I I picked the wrong hill to go down like I didn't go down a path I just kind of tried to like go down the hill and my character literally got stuck on a hill I had to power off my damn system to get back in the game and that's like in the first few hours of the game I thought so I was like wow like I already had to like power off my system just because the game basically broke itself (laughs) pretty early on not a good sign no
3: well that's alright but like I think one of
1: the main reasons that LA Noir kind of didn't hook me the way that Red Dead and Bully did was because you don't like the the biggest problem I have with GTA is it feels so like crowded. Every place in the city looks exactly the same. Yes. Like like I know it's like the, there's a map and it's a really realistic city, but if you put me in a real in a real realistic city and have me drive around, I'm not gonna get my bearings for like a week. Yeah, exactly. Right? So like. Putting me in a realistic video game city and telling me to drive around and learn the city, like, unless, unless I'm going to spend, like, 100 hours in the game, I'm not going to learn that well. So, like, everything feels the same. There's no familiarity with any part of the map. Red Dead doesn't have that for me because Red Dead is spread out. And, like, every area kind of looks the same, but there's only, like, four villages this giant landscape and like there's these mountains and and streams and valleys and yeah like every place is kind of like a brown old western beaten path but there are much bigger landmarks to go off of yeah there are mountains and and like you get into a you get into a town and a town's like three streets max so like it's not it's it's so much easier to learn the lay of the land and you still have to have the map to get around between cities but once you're all, all of the landmarks are much more easy to find in relation to each other because there 's just much much fewer things to to go on and it 's the same with bully That's one, of, one of the reasons bully works well for me too is that like it 's a school like yeah. there 's like maybe a dozen buildings in the school, and then bully expands very sl- like kind of like Gta games they unlock parts of the map as you play so like maybe three or four hours into bully you get to go into town but it 's a much much smaller town than any gta game, and you only go into like a a fourth of that town for the first few hours
0: mm.
1: and then they unlock more as you go. But like you're it's, it's so small that you can get, you can get everywhere you need to go on a bike.
3: Yeah. That's cool.
1: That's what makes it better is that is the environments are manageable. I think is what it really boils down to. The environments in GTA are so sprawling and so lifelike and kind of boring yeah. that it's, it's not, it's, you don't have that sense of location right A sense of really being immersed in an environment and that's that's what about red dead and bully really worked for me
3: i need to play that i need to play that game well i hope you do i hope i do too
1: and now we've been talking about that for way too long let's wrap <laughs> this sucker up good lord uh subscribe to us at nintendo dot email us at newscast at nintendo dot um that's about all we got for this week of the NWR Newcast. Uh, on behalf of uh, Nathan and Neil, who could not be here tonight, we'll, uh, we'll see you next time. And uh, thanks for joining us, JP. Yeah, man. Oh, no
2: problem. Have fun.
3: I would hope right. so. Bye. Bye, everybody. See you, everybody. It sounds like Andy Gergen.
1: Yes. It does. Neil is still not here. No text, no no real word from him. And the show is kind of getting a little long anyway yep. for, for what it is, especially if I'm editing. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll just do, we'll do Dead or Alive. And I may just, for the sake of having something to talk about, mention the fact that I'm still going through my backlog and playing a lot of Stuff I've owned but not finished, like Mario World and March of the Minis, which I've been playing through. Is that any good? Uh, yeah, it's not too bad. I, I, I think I'm, cause like it's weird because they have like four floors, each with each with each with eight stages. But like mm-hmm. after you finish all four floors, you get the closing credits, and then there's like four more floors. Oh. So like you get the closing credits like halfway through the game, which is weird. Um, And like the thing I've is, I've had
2: March of the Minis for as long as I had a DSi, and I haven't played it yet. Yeah. see, I, wow.
1: I'm i trying to, I'm trying to correct that behavior. <laughs> but like, it's weird. Like n- now that I've gotten the closing credits, I'm kind of done with it. Like I'm considering everything, everything on top of that bonus content, and I don't feel bad that I'm not interested in playing it. Mm-hmm. It's 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 fun though. Like it's and it's not quite as difficult as I, th- as I thought it was going to be. Like. Based on the first world, I was like, "This is going to get impossibly hard because basically it's it's very Lemmings-esque. You yeah. start up, yeah. you, you basically you tap the Mario's to get them going, and then you have no control over them from that point forward. You can only control the environment around them. Oh, really? Which is it's fun, but you can see you can see how like that could get complex. When you're dealing with like timing, timing, raising and lowering platforms for them to go on and stuff like that. Definitely. Yeah. See,
3: I, I thought it would be more like uh, Donkey Kong 94, which I hope they release on virtual handheld.
1: I haven't played Donkey Kong 94, but isn't that's it? That's coming to Japan this week. Isn't that well, basically very straight-up Donkey Kong gameplay?
3: For a while, but then it turned For the in, first four
2: levels, and then... It, did you play Mario versus the original Mario vs. Donkey that's, Kong? No. That's on Game I'm Boy Advance? That, oh, yeah. I never did. It's basically like that. Hmm.
3: It's it's very good. Interesting.
2: And I, yeah, I've heard it's great. I I would love to play it, and I will buy it as soon as it comes to the eShop. It's coming to Japan this week, so that means it could come to here this week, anywhere between this week and never. Are the Mario versus
1: Donkey Kong games all mini-based? Yes.
2: No, the all of them except the first one. The, the, first, well, the first one, not? The, the, the Game Boy Advance one, was like Donkey Kong 94. So oh, you okay. can you control Mario, and you have to basically get him to the level? Yeah.
1: Gotcha. See, the mini ones are different than that. I didn't realize... There was a... I never
2: played any of the mini ones. I never bought the DS one, and then I got the DSI, and I figured, well, I might as well just get that. So.
1: Oh, I forgot that. I still have a That's DSI a working thing. review that I haven't touched yet. yeah, Anyway. It's a
2: great thing about running running the recommendations. I, I now have an excuse to buy too many download games. There
0: you
1: go. You're, yeah, sorry, you're, you're the guy who has a, a jillion download games. Now that I think about it. I have. Yeah. I mean.
2: Yeah. My old, old, old forum signature was a monument to how crazy I was about download games. Yeah. I still... I don't know. I was like... I had... I think... I quit that out, like, a couple years ago, and I was at, like, 70-some virtual console games.
0: Yeah.
2: And I'm still pretty much there, because there hasn't been that much recently. Well, like... So probably... I'm the kind of gamer
1: that doesn't hold on to games for very long because I don't have a lot of money to spend on new games so most of my gaming budget comes from selling games like I yeah, I don't too. treat I don't treat games like collectibles anymore I can't afford to so like I don't I mean most of my backlog I just set up a account kind of backloggery.com which is sort of like a social network for yeah. gaming backlog
2: I'm I'm there I haven't updated mine in a while I should go back but like
1: that. 90% of what I have is download titles because those those are the ones that I can't sell back so, like, I have, like, 10 or 15 disc-based games that I'm trying to finish, but, like, somewhere in the neighborhood of, like, 80 to 90 download games, because I just can't get rid of them, so they're still there. Either I have to, like, accept failure, or I have to beat them. It's one of the two. Like, there are some download games I'm never going to play, but I have to accept that before I can take them off the backlog.
2: I've got, I mean, I've got too many discs. I got, I got a ton of retail games.
1: I used to. Probably. I
2: still have prob I mean, I still have like a,
1: probably a good thirty to forty retail games, but a lot of the ones that I have at this point now are ones that there's no point to sell because like there's no retail value whatsoever in Tomb Raider Legend for the Xbox 360. Yeah, none at all. Yeah, or Virtual Tennis 3 for Xbox. Like, I would probably spend more in shipping trying to sell that game than I will get for the, yeah. the money I'll get for it.
2: I have like 50 Wii games, retail discs. And I'm like, I'm never gonna play. I I had more than that. And I'm like, you know, I'm not. I'm, I went through. I'm like, I'm never gonna play I this. And bought I bought
1: 50 it. <laughs> games. Easy. I just, I just don't keep them. Sometimes I, I, I'm starting to regret more. it. Like I got rid of Donkey Kong Country Returns in order to get my 3DS, and I really regret getting rid of that one. I would, I would regret regret never that. sell that. I've um, thought about selling I, it before. I, I plan on buying it again. Like I, I, got, I got, rid of the first Galaxy too, just because. Oh, how could you do because that? Because they can get it again for 30 bucks. It's not, it's not like they're hard to yeah. find. That's, that's the that's thing. True. Like. I, I fully intend to keep those games as part of my permanent Wii backlog, or Wii library, but just not right now. Like, I will buy that Gal- game again when I get the itch to play it, and then I'll keep that Galaxy
2: copy. is probably my second favorite game ever. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. Wow. But I still I have a second one. And I'm just thinking, I still, I just, I just started Galaxy 2, like, a month ago.
1: Really? Wow.
2: Yes. Because I didn't finish Mario Galaxy, the first one. I mean, I got, and by finish, I mean get 120 stars until... Last summer. I bought Galaxy 2 when it came out, but I decided I wanted to get all 120 stars in Galaxy before I started Galaxy 2. Isn't there like 241 stars in Galaxy? If you played it again with Luigi, and I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I didn't count that. I just wanted to get all 120 stars once. Galaxy and... is the first game that I ever got <laughs>
1: 120 stars in. Really? I never got them in, in Sunshine or 64, but I got them fairly quickly in Galaxy.
3: I did it in '64. I, I didn't did it in '64 and Sunshine.
1: I'm not sure I've ever beat Mario '64.
3: Dude, that game is so friggin' good.
1: That's yeah. my favorite 3D game. Mario game. I think mine's Galaxy.
3: I I
2: just gave up on Sunshine when it came time to do all the blue coin stuff. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that.
1: <sighs> yeah, I can't blame you on that. I I love the environments in Sunshine, but I don't, I'm not crazy about the like the actual like tasks that you they they make you do. I,
2: I don't think there was enough content to get 120 stars out of the water pack. Maybe
1: that's why I love Gow- I love Sunshine and everyone else doesn't because I've only ever played like the first like 50% of that game. You
3: know, I love I love Sunshine too. It just uh, after Mario Mario 64 set the bar so incredibly high for me that even its sequels and especially Mario Sunshine couldn't couldn't hold a candle to them. To
2: it. See, I felt that way, and then I played Galaxy. I absolutely love Galaxy.
3: There's nothing wrong uh, with Galaxy. It's it's a fantastic game. It's a ten star game, but Super Mario 64 just has that feeling of, even today when I play it, it has that feeling of newness. This that's the thing like, I've never done before. You know, there's there's there's
1: a, there's a certain like this is gonna be excellent stinger material. Um, there's a certain there's a certain um, really the sense of wonder that comes with a launch title that blows you away when you're young enough to still have a sense of wonder about things yes yes um i feel the way about mario world that's one of the reasons i i I, while i agree with you about mario world is not like a great mario game when i play it i feel like a kid again because i remember seeing that in the store for the first time and thinking holy shit that's
3: incredible and that's how i I feel that's That's why i'm gonna buy ocarina of time again because that's
2: part of it, what it is for me with world is I, I don't have any nostalgia for it. Yeah. I no. didn't play it for the first time until the game boy advance. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's totally understandable. All right. Let's do um. what's your review and and then call it a podcast. All are right. You gonna um, read, are
3: you going to read his thing?
1: Oh no. I'll just say what he said. I mean, <laughs> Okay. He, he said, all he said was, Hey, it's Ocarina. Did you like it? Play it again on 3ds. That's, that's, <laughs> this it's is good. the
3: way to do it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. All right. Um, let's go ahead and clap back in.